Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about business growth. You know, this is something that a lot of people really start thinking about once they start a business and they feel like they've reached a brick wall and they don't know what else to do. So luckily for me, I have a special guest on my show, Amy, that is going to really talk about this and how she's able to help so many people that I was able to bring her on my show to help you. So you're welcome. (laughs) Amy, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Thank you, Mitzi. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Uh, So my name is Amy Burks, and I help purpose-driven founders and brands to scale and grow their impact and their revenue without having to sacrifice the things that really matter. And so what that means is that the folks that come and find me, the founders that I work with, are in this amazing place where you mentioned hitting a brick wall. They tend to be in a place where they've hit a bit of a plateau, and they know that they want to help more people, they want to move their mission further, down the down into the future and they want to create more revenue and they're looking around and there's just so much potential everywhere and they're a little bit overwhelmed by it they've got this thing it's working really well and they're like what do we do now we're gonna we're at max capacity and if we're gonna try to grow this thing we're gonna have to give up something that we don't want to like we're gonna have to work longer hours we're not gonna be able to spend as much time with our family we're gonna have to sacrifice profit how do we do it and so they come and find me and then I help them scale without having to let go of that stuff and uh, and to really look at a more strategic way to simplify their business model and then be able to grow without it having to be really hard to do, which is super fun. Yeah. I mean, everything that you're saying sounds so awesome. The fact that you were able to find that, but my guess, my biggest question is how did you find the secret key? You know what I mean? How did you find the answer to all of our problems? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. So it starts back at uh, I would say birth. Um, I have what I like to call a GPS brain. So I see in maps, anytime anybody ever in my whole life has told me that they wanted to create something, as soon as they, I can envision whatever the vision is that they have, as soon as I can see it in my brain, just like a GPS, a map formulates in my mind and I see it and I can see all the amazing ways that we're going to get there. They're going to be super efficient, super effective and super fun. And so um, about 10 years ago, well then like in my career journey, so like at five years old, you know, that that looked like starting the lemonade stand with my friends in the neighborhood and knowing exactly where the stand was going to go and exactly what the sign was going to say and exactly which uh, flavor of crystal light we were going to use for the lemonade. Right. And then as I started working as an adult, I had all these different random jobs that really tended towards strategic stuff. And um, the last 10 years of my career before I became an entrepreneur almost 10 years ago was doing strategy and project management for a Fortune 25 financial institution. And it was amazing. And so I've always had this knack for strategy. But um, when I started my business, I didn't even know that I was going to be working with other entrepreneurs. I thought, oh, I'm going to be a life coach and I'm going to help coach people to like do whatever the things are that they wanted to do. And I just could not get that business off the ground for some reason. And I was in a mastermind with some other entrepreneur friends. And one of them was trying to plan some sort of a retreat or something. And she like could not get out of her own way enough to figure out what the steps were. Like, what is the thing that I need to do next to be strategic about how to market this thing and sell it? And I was like, okay, well, let's just talk about it for a second. And in about 12 minutes, I had helped her outline the whole plan for exactly how she was going to do it, marketing, business development, all the things. And all my friends were like, what just happened there? How did you do that? And I was like, doesn't everybody have a GPS brain? Can't you all see the map? Like, doesn't everybody no. work that way? Right. They were like, oh, no, no, map in here. <laughs> no, not at all. And so that is where it came from. And so as soon as they said that, 
they were like, that is so valuable. It's so marketable. It's something that other business owners really, really need. And I was like, well, okay then. And as soon as I made the switch and realized that that was actually a marketable skill and something that made me very, very, very unique as a human, then I realized, oh, okay, cool. Well, this is, this is a business. Then let me switch my model. And that became the focus. And ever since then, I've been doing the thing and serving the, the business owners. And it's been the most fun. Like I get to just show up and be me every day and do my best work and work with yeah. amazing people. Yeah. It's, it's How awesome. awesome is that? Just you so wake awesome. up and just continue to be yourself. That's yes. great. You know, yeah. without anybody really trying to diminish you or put you in a box. Oh my that's gosh. That's awesome. But one thing that really stood out to me is when you said you were able to help this lady um, get out of her own way. Yes. And for me, that's, light bulb how do you really get out of your own way oh my goodness that's such a great question so you know for like me personally what i found is that it's like this is like a lifelong journey you know like i work the huge like we have a human inside of us right we are human but we also have like this part of us that is human that has these human tendencies and so no matter how much we may evolve or transcend or become enlightened we're still always going to have the human parts of us that are going to get in our own way. And so I think that, you know, for me and, and the things that I tend to bring to my clients as a strategist and as a business coach, it's really related to what are the things that I'm afraid of, right? Because anytime I'm in my own way, I'm holding myself back. There's too much potential. There's too much amazing on the other side of something that scares me for some reason. So I think looking at what are the things that I'm afraid of? What are the things that I'm resisting? What are the things that I'm not interested in doing? where are my values not lining up with the way that I'm doing work? Like that tends to be a big thing with me, with my clients is really looking at the activities they're doing that are causing them drag and causing them to be in their own way. Resistance shows up when we're doing things that either we're afraid of or that we're just not aligned with. Like they're not aligned with the values of, you know, the things that we stand for and what we hold dear. And I think that as business owners, it's really easy to fall into that trap, especially with the marketing and business development activities to just pick up strategies and blueprints and things like that and do them because everybody else is doing them or I should do this or this is just what you do when you have this kind of a business and they look at their competitors or their peers and you know and I they we like I you know I've been guilty of it myself and I think that when we're able to really determine well, what is my work style? And like, how do I want to show up in the marketplace? And how do I really want to market myself? And do I really need to be on social media if I think it sucks the big one? Or like, what if I don't want to go and be like a weirdo at networking events and feel like a strange lurker, you know, like maybe that doesn't work for me, you know? So when we can really figure out what our values are, what we stand for, what feels good to us, then the activities that we do can be so much more resonant we remove the drag and then we can create rocket fuel behind the stuff that we are doing because then we're not in our own way anymore. We're just doing the things that feel right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I saying that you have the fear and the anxiety and putting all these in front of it, it's basically we're putting walls and boundaries in in our in, in between our goal, in between our main mission at the end of the day. And I wonder, is that the reason why you ended up writing your book, The Hustle Free Business? Oh my gosh, it's such a good question. So the hustle free business. So I wrote my book about six years ago and um and it's so I think the reason that I did it in, in full transparency was because I had an opportunity to do it and I thought I should I should write a book, right? There was a should in it. And so the opportunity presented itself. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to like, there's, this is great. I'll do it. It'll create some credibility for me. It'll give me a body of work. And what was amazing about it is that 
it was really the launch pad for what my brand has become. So it's been, it's been longer than that. I mean, I think, it, I think I started writing it when my daughter was an infant. So like, yeah, six, six and a half years, something like that. And now since then, right, this idea of hustle free, this idea of scaling without sacrifice, this idea of, yes, it can be easier. And how might we make it that way? That has been the, like the foundation for the philosophy around my coaching, around the way that I work with my clients around strategy, all of that stuff. And that was the launch pad for it. Cause I didn't really have that before I took the time to put the book together, coalesce my thought leadership and really think about, well, what, like, how do I really serve my clients? I've been doing it for several years before that, but wasn't even, didn't even realize that this pattern existed, that it was really about creating more ease and that we can actually be more successful and create better results without it having to be hard. And so yeah, so the book was kind of born from this thought of I should do that. It would be smart to do that. And um and now I like I don't even really talk about the book as much anymore because it's there, but but I think if I were going to write another book or if I were going to write the hustle free business again, it would look a little bit different. Like I think some parts of it would be the same, but some parts of it would also be very different because I talk about a lot of different things now that I've got another six years under my belt of really honing and mastering this process of how do we simplify business models? How do we make it easier? How do we remove the drag? How do we find the leverage? Things like that, that help these purpose-driven brands and founders to, to like really scale in a way that feels good to them and gets them better results. And so, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers yeah. my question. I guess yeah. my next question would be, um, excuse me, leading up to that, do you like, does it, is there like a blueprint for any type of business, you know, to have that hustle free type of business, or is it just mm -hmm. like, you have to like make it very specific depending on what somebody wants to do. You, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm so glad you use that term. I think, you know, it's one of the things that I talk a lot about. I talk about it in the book too, is how the trap that we fall into as, as business owners, we're thinking that there is some blueprint or formula or box to put ourselves in that, you know, like, and we buy them, right? Like we invest in experts and coaches and people and blueprints and all of those things, because we think, oh, this is going to be the ticket. I'm going to buy this yeah. thing. This person has developed it and created it and it works. It worked for them. It made them a millionaire. And so it's going to make me a millionaire. And then we try to implement it. And because it wasn't built by us or for us, unless we like as an individual or as a business owner or in our business are designed in exactly the same way as the person who created it, the likelihood that we're going to have those same results and have it come as easily as it did for them are so infinitesimally small. And the, and the alternatives are that we're going to keep trying, hustling, pushing ourselves, like being angry with ourselves that it sucks and feeling like this is the worst. And then we might get some results, but it's going to be hard fought. They're going to suck to risk to get, like, it's going to just be, Oh, yuck. Or mm -hmm. we're going to give up on it. And then we're going to be really mean to ourselves for having given up on the thing. Right. So, so back to your question, I think that, that there is a blueprint for ourselves as individuals, as individual business owners, as founders, and that sometimes it's hard to find it for ourselves because we're so in the weeds, right? As founders, we can see way far out to the distance of the vision of the thing that we want to create, you know, like this yeah. is, it's like, that's the thing, like that's the promised land. That's where we want to go. And then we can see three feet in front of our faces. We're totally in the weeds. We can see it, like only what's in front of us. And the stuff in between is where it gets tricky. We can't really see all that. And I think that that is where the big opportunity is because 
we like that's where there's so there's like potential there in between there's opportunities there's pit potholes and pitfalls and all these things and so you know one of the things that i'm able to do with my clients is i sit at the 50,000 foot level and i give them this whole other perspective that they can't even see because they're too close to it so finding our own blueprint is tricky because we're like worried. We've got the responsibility of our family that we're carrying. We've got the responsibility of our team members that we're carrying. We've got the responsibility of our clients that we're carrying. We've got to show up. We've got to do the thing. We've got to make the money. We've got to find the clients, all the stuff. And that makes it really hard, I think, to be able to say, well, these are the things that actually work. These are the things that we actually enjoy. These are the things that are causing drag that we should let go of. This is where our leverage is and we should you know, dial that in. I think that's really hard to do without an outside perspective to be able to look at it and say like, have you thought about this? What if we let go of some of this? What, like sometimes we even need permission just to do that stuff, especially when it comes to letting things go. Oh my gosh, when clients come to me and they're like, I really don't want to be on Facebook. It's the worst. And I'm like, well, then don't. They're like, what? It's like a pattern interrupt. Like their brain has this skip moment where they're like, I, I could just not be on Facebook. Are you getting me? And I'm like, yeah, just don't be on Facebook. Let's figure out what the tactics are that work better for you, that feel better, that are going to get better results. And so, um, yeah, so I think, you know, there is an, there is some sort of an internal blueprint that's going to work better for us, but it's individual. And that's what I really help my clients figure out is like, what is your way? You are your best strategy. That's something I say a lot and, and finding, you know, aligning your values with the tactics and the things that you're actually doing, I think is the ultimate shortcut to losing the drag to finding the things that really work and then being able to have a business that you love, that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like how you are able to explain it and it makes it seem, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, you make it seem so much easier than what it is because I've spoken with other people and we've talked about entrepreneurship and we talked about how it's a dying breed because people don't last in it, you know, mm -hmm. because they don't have enough money. I mean, the list can go on and on. But have you ever encountered clients who have that type of mindset? And besides, them being in front of themselves and the obstacles in front of themselves you just sometimes tell them like it's time to throw in the towel or is that never a concept that's spoken out of your mouth you know so I mean certainly I think that so so me like me being who I am I'm an eternal optimist and I see potential everywhere in everybody and everything which gets me into trouble with dating I will say that but you know <laughs> um, but yeah but like I think that um you know, the clients who find me, they are, they have figured out how to run a business, right? Like they've been doing it. They're not in that place where they're doubting themselves enough that it's getting in their way so much that it's preventing them from generating business, right? They're like, they're, they're making a quarter million dollars or more a year and they're ready to really scale from there. And so they've got something that works already. And so I think that to your point, that is a thing, right? Like, I think it's, I think it requires a certain type of crazy to be willing to be an entrepreneur. You know, you've got this, there's like a level of risk tolerance that you have to have and, and a willingness to burn the ships, you know, like you really have to be willing to say like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do this thing. And so I was having a conversation today, actually, with um, with a, a group of entrepreneurs and and we were talking about how business, like being in business for yourself is one of the most powerful personal development journeys. I, ca I categorize that with, you know, like running your own business, 
being a parent and dating. And oh my gosh, if you're doing the three of those things at the same time, your mind will be like so expansive and you might even lose it a little bit because it's crazy. Like that, what it requires of you to be that committed, to be that determined, persistent, consistent with your actions and your activities. And most especially with your inner journey, like the inner work that's required to be willing to continue to get up every day and do the thing and show up even when you don't feel like it, even when there's resistance there, even when the bills need to be paid and oh my gosh, where's the money going to come from? Like building that trust in yourself, I think is so powerful and important. So I don't typically run into folks who are in that place. I think mostly because I'm not there, right? Like I tend to attract the kind of people that are like me, right? Who have that Mm -hmm. same kind of I'm like, I, when I realized that the job, I had an amazing job in corporate. It was wonderful. I had a wonderful team that I was working with. I was getting paid great money. I had a remote gig before it was a thing that everybody could do, you know, like it was awesome and it wasn't enough. And so like there, it was always there for me that it wasn't enough. And then there was this, like the, the point that it became untenable was when I had filled out my PTO, my vacation request for like the upteenth time. And I was like, how is my time not mine? Why do I have to ask for my time to be my own? I can't keep doing this. And so that I think was like the tipping point for me. And and I could not go back and I haven't gone back. Like I couldn't go back and I can't, I don't think I could ever be employed again. And I think that it's all this inner game of being willing to say, I am a worthy investment. I am worthy of investing in myself. And you know what? Like a job working for somebody else, we think that there's job security there. And really there's not, right? Like, especially we look at this now and like all these companies are making mass layoffs and it's happening every day. Like we see it in the news. And for me, right? As a business owner, I just have to keep showing up and keep doing the work and not give up on myself. And if I can do that, then I will always be successful. I will always have the bills paid. I will always be able to grow my business. And so- So I think that that exists, but it's just that it's like, you got to have that, that whatever that certain brand flavor of crazy is, we, we have to have it in order to be an entrepreneur and stay an entrepreneur. So I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, that answers my questions. But one of my biggest things is when I was reading, um, this little memoir that, um, the other lady provided me, you said that you were able to create this without sacrificing much. Yeah. And for me, that sounds absurd. I'm sorry, but it does sound absurd because I feel like I'm constantly making sacrifices, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just to do the simplest things sometimes, you know, and being a mother, I, I I don't know how you don't sacrifice any of that either, you know? So, or maybe just your, your definition of sacrifice is different from mine, but how does that, how does that work? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. It's, it, it's really tricky, right? Like I think especially living in the United States, right? Like when we live in the United States, we've got the Puritan work ethic and we've got this idea that hustle is a badge of honor that we should wear and we should work as hard as possible for as long as possible. And then when we're 65 and oh, by the way, it's not really 65 anymore. Now it's more like 75 before we're actually mm-hmm. given the, the authority to say, it's okay to, to slow down and stop now, right? You've earned it, right? Mm-hmm. That like this idea that that working hard makes us worthy of anything, I think is such nonsense. And so that has never made sense to me. And so my story, you know, about how, what I did with my business was four and a half years ago, 
I was going through a terrible divorce. It was awful. It was debilitating. And my business almost went under because I could not figure out how to manage my emotions around that and also manage my business at the same time. And it was like do or die time. And, yeah. and so alongside that, so like the, I'm like, oh my God, I might, I might have to go get a job. Like I might have to actually do that. And I couldn't fathom it. So that was happening. But then at the same time, I suddenly was faced with this new reality where I was only going to have my daughter with me for half of her life right? We've got 50, 50 custody. And I was like, how is that a thing? How is it a thing that I'm going to only see this child for half her life? Oh my gosh, how do I reconcile myself with that? And so necessity is the, whatever, the mother of invention, right? That's what they say. And so in that moment, I was like, well, you know what? My business absolutely has to become the foundation for my life now. It has got to work harder than I do in order for me to be able to like you're damn sure certain that this child, when she's with me, is going to get all of me. I am not going to give up another second. And so, so I think that like, so then what I was, what I had to do, right. Was like simplify everything. I had to strip all the things away that were unnecessary. I had to be so determined and persistent and consistent with the activities to be able to say, like, I am not going to give up time with her. And ultimately what that turned into was a really simple, lean, super lean business model and me being so determined and committed to that priority, like that became the most important thing. And this is something that I talk a lot about with my clients is I really, I help them figure out, well, what is the most important thing? Because when we know what that is, that and our values become the filter for our decision-making. And when we can be that committed, like that, I think is the trickiest part is being that committed. And for me, it was like, I couldn't not. And there have been times where I've been like in my life where I've tried to commit to things and, you know, oh, I'm going to, you know, maybe like do this or do that or whatever the things were and had a really hard time committing in the way that I would have wanted to. But this was like, no, uh-uh, absolutely not. If I'm only going to get half my kid's life with her, she's going to get all of me when she's with me. That is all there is to it. And so I have a hierarchy of priorities now and time with her is at the top. And then, you know, time for me, like taking care of me, going to the gym, making sure, you know, like whatever haircut, like all the things for me. Right. And, and it's interesting because I think that it could be easy to say, well, you should put yourself above that. But because my time with my kid is so limited, it's not like I get all this time for myself when she's not with me. So time with her is number one. And so everything, all my decisions get filtered through that. And sometimes it's hard. Like I will say that there are times where like I recently, my business model has gotten a little bit more complex because I'm, I'm introducing a few new things, but it's been four and a half years. I, I said no to all the shiny objects that came my way for four and a half years until just recently, because I was so committed, persistent, determined to be on this path of like there for her. She's the most important thing. Time with her is the most important thing. And so since then that's like, it's gotten easier, but now it's, it's tricky. Like I'm finding that I have to be paying attention to it again in a new way because I've been, I've like on social media again, which feels weird and new and funky. And I'm introducing a new offering, which feels like weird, new and funky. And so I have to be really intentional. So I think it's, you know, I think it's a matter of number one, knowing what, the, like what's most important and then using that as the filter for all your decisions, but also being that committed to it, that it becomes a no brainer when you have that like it makes it so much easier when you're that committed to the thing that's most important and, and our mind will want to get in the way and say like, oh, la, 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 we should be busy because that is what we're really committed to, you know? So I think it's a matter of being willing to look at what your commitments really are, whether they're conscious or unconscious, because I think it's the unconscious ones that get in the way the most. And for some reason that was like a poop, like I just flipped the switch four and a half years ago and I couldn't ever flip it back off again.
Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but it still sounds like because you have this hierarchy and because you have, you know, this filtration system, there's still some type of sacrifice in between, you know, because of it. And I think, I know, I think, I think just the fact that you were able to structure your mind in a certain way so that it doesn't overwhelm you, that's why it no longer is placed under the sacrifice category if that makes sense yeah that's I mean, how I'm think, seeing it yeah I, I don't really feel like there's like I haven't felt like I've sacrificed anything in the last four years you know like I've given up the things that haven't that haven't worked for me with my business model yeah. right so I didn't feel like that was a sacrifice right to say for two years I'm going to be off social media because it, do it doesn't feel good to be there like that just yeah. felt like that was aligned with my values you know and like yeah, having yeah. my and so what's and the irony by the way is that is that over these four years I've been able to simplify my business model down so much and only focus on like a very small number of activities that work really really well for me that I've been able to you know generate six figures consistently by working about 12 hours a week and, and so I don't like, you know, my life is pretty awesome. And so because of that, that's what's given me, I think the momentum and the idea to say like, well, maybe we could scale this. Like maybe we could do a little bit more. Maybe I could like be the cobbler who actually creates shoes for her children. Right. Like, let me, let me like do the, do the work for myself that I do for my clients. And so it's been this interesting experiment in figuring mm -hmm. out like, okay, well, what might that look like? And how can I you know, and so it's, I'm, I'm like in the test and learn phase right now of like adding in a little bit more complexity, feeling through it, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and then being able to say like, oh, I am sacrificing. I'm noticing that I'm less attentive with her in the mornings, you know, on, on weekdays because of this little activity. So let me like rejig that, pull it back. But again, that filter of she's the most important thing is constantly in my eye line. It's like, I'm yeah, paying attention to right it all there. the time. Yeah. No, that makes perfect yeah. sense. It sounds like with each year, you just evolve and you grow and you really just take that second to reflect. And I think that's very important because I feel that people think that each year nothing really changes or everything's always the same. But in reality, we are always evolving. You know, we're oh always gosh. taking in things into consideration to try to be better, do better and, and just be overall better. And I don't think people really think about that or they don't really realize that's what's happening. And and it's not just for your business. You do that for yourself as an individual. So you can really take these strategies and all of this and really put it in different scenarios in your life that you feel like you're overwhelmed and you're just doing too much and really, you know, calm, calm it, calm yourself down because, you know, the, just because we're talking about business and, and we're focusing on business growth doesn't mean that you can't do this with relationships. You can't do this with friendships. You can't do this with just with your family and your children, you know, so I really see where you're going with this and I see how yeah. you were able to explain it. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, you really have to check your values and your morals and really go from there because once you realize where you stand as an individual, then you can really see where you're going next. Yeah. You know, and I think once people really start putting that into perspective, they realize, you know what, 
I got this, you know, and yeah. they have that self-confidence back and they'll have that, you know, I have a, I have a real dream and I can see where I'm going. And I, I, I really appreciate that you are helping so many people in that, and in, in that line, because, you know, we all need to have that reminder, but I guess to start wrapping up the show before it cuts us off, yeah. what would be some great advice? I know you've already been giving us some great advice, but what would be some lasting advice that you can possibly give myself or my audience that's listening? You know, I think one of my, um, I'll, I'll give two things. So, so curiosity is one of my favorite tools, especially when it comes to this stuff. And especially if you're feeling skeptical about, you know, whether it's possible to make your business easier or your life easier or whatever. And so I think the two questions that I would share that would be great for folks to take away would be number one, just like be reflective about how can this be easier, whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's like getting your kid dressed in the morning without, you know, getting them to school on time without there being like a big blow up in your face, or if it's, you know, how you're marketing, scaling, growing your business. So I think, how can this, how can this be easier? I'm curious. I wonder. And then the second would be what else is possible, right? I love that question. What else is possible? Because like just being willing to look at that, I think creates so many more potentialities and possibilities for us and gives us the opportunity to just be open to anything else that could be. I think it's when we get very rigid in our thinking and our commitments to rigidity um, that we get into trouble and then we get stuck and, and we have a hard time for sure. Yeah, that's so true. Awesome. Thank you so much for that advice. Yeah. I hope somebody who's listening can really take what Amy had to say into consideration because she had such great words of wisdom. And if you want to know more about Amy, I have her lovely photo on Mitzi Thinking under special guest. You can have, there's also a link under her, her photo where you could click and find out everything Amy. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to her specific, you can reach out to her. You know, I'm pretty sure she won't say no. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> she'll find it. She'll find a way. She's a yes. woman that if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Thank awesome. you, Mincy, so much for having me. It's been so fun. I'm so happy to connect with your audience and with you. I think what you're creating here is really lovely. And there's just so much awesome in the questions that you ask and your curiosity. I love that you're you're willing to open up these conversations and create more potential for folks. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And I, you, you totally lost my mind after you said that. So I, I that's it. Yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> Anything y'all take care and be safe. Bye. Bye.